0: Welcome to the Injury Investigator Podcast, where we investigate the body and how it creates patterns around your injury. I'm your host, Kim Fisher-Keys, sport massage and injury therapist and bike fitter in the Washington, D.C. area. After working with elite and weekend warrior athletes for 15 years, I'm bringing my well-traveled mosaic background to the world of podcasts. If you want to find out more about my journey from Northern California and neuromuscular reeducation to osteopathy in Paris, France, to Florida and NFL players, you can find me at functionalfitbody.com or on Instagram at Kim F. Key. This podcast does not give medical advice. It is intended for listening purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I'd like to welcome my third podcast guest today, She is a super athlete I met about two years ago in my office. She runs, she swims, she rides, and she does her homework, which I am (laughs) so proud to acknowledge because really, I'm here to be a mirror for what's going on in your body, but I can't do all the work myself. So um, we worked through some neuromuscular reeducation and also some real drill downs to detailed movement patterns. So without giving too much away, thank you for being with me and talking to me today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. And I I, I hope we have some more fire trucks in the background. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming, who knows? Um, so when you when we met two it was about two years ago, right? I'm not that's about right. It's hard because yeah. of the COVID year kind of just it's like a weird year. Um, so about two years ago, you came into my office and were you referred by somebody at the bike store?
1: Uh, I was, yeah. Someone at the bike store said, oh, you have to go, you have to go meet Kim.
0: Okay. So you at that point, so you were, tra- you were training, you had had a bike fit maybe, or maybe someone just there said, Hey, go see her. But you came to me not for a bike injury in the beginning, correct? Correct. Yeah. So what was it what was the injury that finally you were like, Okay, I'm gonna go? <laughs> I'm gonna see this person. I
1: guess it was like the um the dreaded IT band injury Ooh. that we all get. So, um really so kind of rewinding it back, um, I was training for Ironman Florida in twenty seventeen. Um, and I had no problems, everything was fine running wise. Um, and then probably after the race, I took, I took a break and then I remember I was walking through a parking lot and like, I had to stop walking because like my knee and ITV, I just kind of like locked and shut down. I was like, well, this isn't normal. So after that, I went to see a couple like physical therapists and tried some self care and, um, uh, nothing like really worked and really I just wanted to run again and start doing triathlons again. Um, so it was kind of this really enthusiastic referral to like come see you and I was like, okay, we'll give it one
0: more go and I'm really happy I did. So when you came, you were like this we did, you did a pretty detailed um rundown of your IT band injury. Um and I think I also was kind of like you've seen so many other people, what has, you know, what have you been doing? And so I must have I can't remember, did I start up at the hip and then work my way down and then find out that we really needed to expand our uh, our injury investigation. <laughs> yes. Because I guess with the
1: other folks, uh, we did some dry needling, which, like, really helped as almost a quick fix. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, the, the hip exercises, and then I'm incorporating some yoga and more sh- stretching. But the, really, it wasn't until I saw you, and I'll, like, remember this, like, you started the hip, like, working your way down, and you asked me to, I think, like, rotate my foot or, my like, my ankle, and then you're like, no, do it again. No, do it right. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> And you were like, oh, I found it. I was like, what is this? And I couldn't rotate like my, my foot without moving the rest of my leg. And that was the first time we had anyone had ever really focused on my feet versus my hip for an IT band injury.
0: Right. So what I was looking for, so once we talked and I was thinking, okay, you've had so much work done up at the site, like at the, at the injury site itself, there's got to be another another thing that's contributing to this issue, and so I came down. Yeah, I came down the leg, and I wanted to see your range of motion capability in your in your joints basically, and if you could delineate between an ankle rotation and kind of a leg uh, medial and lateral rotation and you couldn't, everything was like jammed in the same spot. Like everything was rotating from the hip. So at that point I thought, okay, ankle doesn't have its own mobility and hip is overworking at this point. So it could be an almost like an overuse injury that you were feeling at that time. So we immediately right away started focusing on decreasing the fascial restriction in your foot an ankle joint and then having you delineate movement like just ankle movement without bringing the leg or the the whole leg into it um and I think we even played with that like you were lying down then I had you sit up then we like propped you underneath the knee to take that piece out of it I think we did a variety of kind of what what's going to work to make your body realize that you have an ankle joint
1: (laughs) (laughs) a lot
0: of different things. I remember I was uh, like in the office and like my coworker was like, what are you doing? And I was like doing the alphabet with my foot. <laughs> so, That's right. So this is homework. This <laughs> is homework. See everybody. She did her homework. Even at work, she did her homework. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. So we had to work on just having you introduce ankle um, rotation and mobility to your system. Um, and then I know we also worked on toe, like individual toe movements. I was trying to get you to wiggle your toes and, um, activate each, you know, (laughs) metatarsal. So (laughs) I was pretty ruthless about that. I was like, no, this has to happen. (laughs) Lots of toe (laughs) splicing. Lots of toe stuff. Um, yeah. So we really worked on the feet for, in the beginning, um, a lot. And then, I also remember we did do after that kind of, we did, we went out to the parking lot and I video you running because something else popped up at that point.
1: Oh, I do remember that. That was after you had me run with cups on, I think too.
0: Oh, oh, definitely. I had you walk across the hallway. Yeah. With cups on to see, yep. To activate the, 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 uh, muscles with the cups on. Yep. Um, Yeah, we went out and we looked at how you were running at that point. Took some video, kind of pre and post, did some fun stuff with that. And then, I don't know what, because we had a you had a baseline measure. Like you wanted to run again, so how many? How you know you you were running within? You had pushed up your your runs after a handful of visits. Yeah, so I
1: really wanted to run again, and it was really. Um, I was swimming and biking fine so I could do that for like one to two hours Uh, but running wise it would be like 20 minutes and then I would have to stop Um, because like again it was an instant almost like that kind of outside of the knee to shut me down and then after kind of working through the foot stuff um, it was kind of slowly went up to like the 30 minutes to 40 minutes but it was still kind of always tight and I was still really hesitant about that Mm. so I remember that when we went to Run outside. We play a lot with like the rotation of like my arms and kind of maybe like oh, is there something upper body? Is kind of caught something in the lower body? We played with keep my arms like a little lower and then also just making sure that I landed my foot correctly when I was running. Also,
0: yes, and I think also at that point I had a little bit of an aha moment myself because I was realizing again we were focusing you know, lower extremity, because that was where your issue was presenting, but kind of going back to the body compensation pattern, um, your back was Mm -hmm. stiff. And so your rib cage couldn't find the rotational movement. It really needed to get efficient movement while you were running so that's when we started hopping up to the back, and that's when you finally admitted in swimming you had a shoulder discrepancy. I did, yeah, so. <laughs> and I was like, what? How come you <laughs> didn't tell me this, like, when we first started?
1: gosh. <laughs> that's a lot of baggage coming at you in the beginning. <laughs> that,
0: I guess, like, the, the swimming
1: happened. Um, that was, like, when I was a junior in high school. And I, I, I still remember it was an all butterfly practice on like Columbus Day morning where I didn't even have to go. <laughs> and oh, right. So uh. after that practice, I remember like my swimming leg like was tight and then like my times like really plateauing. And then I remember like my left side just always felt weaker. Um, so kind of then like transferring, like starting college, I started doing triathlons. Um, but still the left side always just kind of felt off. And then, like, my, like, scapula started, like, clicking against the rib cage. It was always just really tight. So that's kind of been, like, another really long, constant, like, physical therapist, chiropractor, kind of, like, what's going on um, with, like, that kind of, like, upper extremity of tightness. But it really wasn't until we're talking, working with you that we realized, oh, like, maybe this old swimming injury might have something to do with what's happening uh, with my running.
0: Yeah, so it, yeah, I felt like there there was a line. You could probably connect the dots with this, and you could probably go down a super rabbit hole. But I do think we worked on we definitely worked on loosening up the back and the rib cage intercostals, trying to again give you some neuromuscular reed around um, rotation. And then I think I said, if you're super serious about this, which I knew you were. <laughs> you, should probably, you should probably go and see Dominic at the swim box because <laughs> he's like the super swimming instructor and he's going to know even how to strengthen this better while you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we had that kind of... And from my perspective, it was, I can do the loosening up part and I can start someone down the path to some intro neuromuscular re-ed, but depending on what their ultimate goal is, um, clearly I need to refer to somebody who has a lot more knowledge in a specific area. Like for him in particular, it's swimming and swimming movement and shoulder girdle and all of that stuff. Um, You know, some people I send to a PT who specializes in feet or pelvic stuff. So um, there is a there is a a point where the client's goals have to out, you know, usually outweigh what I can do. And then we have to work together on that. So you did that. And then I feel like after that, did you have a race in there somewhere? I might. I think
1: I had, I definitely had a 5K while we were, like, working through. And then, I don't know if there was any triathlons in there because of the COVID.
0: Oh, yeah. It's for, see, I forgot that year. So, suddenly, I glossed yeah. over a whole year because then, I think you were, you had some lined up. mm mm-hmm. Um. Actually, you did a handful of smaller races, for sure. Yeah, they
1: a lot of 5Ks. I mean, yeah. once I got, like, my knee back and I could run for that, like, kind of hour benchmark, like, oh, let's do it. Let's bring back everything that I missed the past year. Yeah.
0: Then, yeah, so then you had, you did, you had something lined up and then COVID happened. And I feel at that point we had gotten, you you were at a point where you could do most of the things that you wanted. We were kind of working on, before COVID, kind of honing in on some really specific, you know, we were, we were at that point, we were kind of, I, I call that kind of the, The super drill down like we were trying to at that point just uncover is there any other potential patterns that your body could be using to you know compensate or get you through certain certain activities um and then COVID happened and then and then everything kind of stopped (laughs) (laughs) um and then we did virtual sessions
1: yes and um, those were actually those were really helpful for me because I was very accountable. Um, I love me a good like training plan and Excel spreadsheet, and you, you were firsthand
0: visible at kind of my obsession with those. <laughs> I totally was. I was like every like before. So yeah, you would do your training plan on your spreadsheet. I would get access to it, and then I would look at it prior to our virtual sessions because what she did was she would write down after every. <laughs> swim, bike, run, exactly what she was feeling in her body and how she thought the session went, or, you know, the exercise went and how she thought she performed and what she was feeling. And so then I could take that and I could 100% create a virtual session around your your information. Um, so that was actually kind of fun for me too because talk about personalized, personalized <laughs> training plan. <laughs> like I think we were doing it, we started every week, then we went to every other week. And then I think we went to like once a month during the COVID time. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of fun for me too, because it was a chance for me to see almost how prehab, because we, you weren't having any major issues at that point. We were mostly just trying to maintain what you had gained, right?
1: Yeah. A lot of that was maintaining. And then it was also nice because you would even like kind of like email me if I added like a note in the Excel spreadsheet, like, Hey, I felt this. Um, it's kind of that, like that mind bug of like, Oh no, like my knee is twinging. And you're like, no, that's fine. That's, that's like natural. That's normal. Like what we would kind of
0: expect. That's true. I did it, have, to, I did focus. I, yeah. I did have to do that a few times. Like, no, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, You're like that's cool. Let's focus on this other Let's thing. Let's focus on this cuz this 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 thread was popping up in the last 4 days and this is more kind of what I would be wanting to what you know watch for. Um so yeah, so then we did that during COVID. Then you moved away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we're, we're still in COVID, but then you moved away and had and had that you know uproot. Um but we have seen each other twice maybe. At the, I think so. Yeah, at least twice. You know, at least twice in person for short short sessions. And those are more, again, I guess those more would be follow-ups. We're not, nothing's like totally crazy. Nothing's really gone kind of back to where you were initially, that, you know, the IT band that was just preventing you from running, period. Yeah, I think it's all look
1: at like a little two-year relationship we have going on. Yeah. Um, a lot of it has been um, kind of, like, learning of whenever, like, I feel a twinge. Like, I went on a run yesterday, and I came back, and I was like, oh, like, I'm feeling a twinge here. Kim said that when that happens, I need to cup these areas and really focus on this. Mm. So a lot of it was a lot of education for myself and kind of how to, like, look out for things and to hopefully stop them from getting worse.
0: Yeah, and that's true. I, for- I had forgotten, like, during COVID, if we did uh, – clients who want to do virtual sessions – I would send them to link to the same cupping kit I had, and then I would walk them, yeah, I walk you through a series of these are, you know, if this happens, then we can do this cupping sequence. That's right. And so a lot of clients were able to probably on their own pick up, you know, to have their own kind of self-care from that perspective. I had forgotten about that, that's true. Um, There was also a time where I did a bike fit virtually. You sent me some bike videos. I don't remember what that was about. I guess it was because you were having something going on Like You were on the tri-bike. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the – um.
1: so, probably, like, everybody, when COVID happened, I was doing a lot of, like, indoor riding um, on my kicker. And um, so, when I first got my tri-bike, again, that was 2017. Um, that was probably summer 2017, and my race was um, fall, so a couple months later. That was my first ever, like, tri-bike and tri-bike fit, so – um, I did like one of those fancy bike fittings where we kind of went onto a machine and they hung me down. They recommended different bikes for me to buy. Um, so I got the bike and kind of after the bike is when like, I, my body kind of started getting really like kind of tight, like mm-hmm. riding in terms of like hips and hip flexors. Um, but I was also the first time in the aero position. Um, oh. so kind of, again, like what brought me to you eventually was, um, I went to, uh, the bike shop and I asked for help for kind of getting like a bike fit, thinking my bike was probably maybe like a little too small or off fitting because even after a year of riding it, um, it still wasn't comfortable on the bike. And mm-hmm. um, I like doing longer Ironman distances. So I was like, well, if I'm gonna be on the bike for three, four or five hours, I wanna be comfortable.
0: That kind of um, makes sense. I, that. <laughs> I feel like that um. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense trying try to be comfortable on a bike when you're gonna be on it I mean for any length of time, but for sure for four or five hours.
1: Like the bike in a triathlon is like a rolling buffet, so I want to be comfortable while eating
0: all my honey sticker <laughs> Nice. Yeah, oh, so then,
1: yeah, but then you're like, Oh well the bike is uh the bike looks too small. So I kinda kept riding it. We got like a better fit. But then like when COVID happened I was riding a lot inside and I was like, I really want like Kim knows a lot about my body. So let's have her kind of take a look and kind of maybe um there's something we can do with the bike fit that'll help me. Um, either with my hips maybe my back um, and I sent you lots of videos that was that was a good time getting my roommates to kind of stay in my closet so that you get the perfect angle of my bike set up.
0: well and I have to say I've had a couple other bike videos sent to me and yours really were the best they were long enough that they were long enough that I could watch them and, and hone in they weren't super short and they were perfectly good angles I had a bike fit um virtual sent to me the other day and it was like two seconds on a side angle but it was halfway up so I could see of the front part of the side of the bike but not full-on side of the bike so yours really I should I should send yours out is like please please follow these <laughs> guidelines <laughs> please stand directly on the side and get the you know whole hip and foot yeah so that was really good and that was um yeah so then we looked at that that's right and I think I also shared shared the videos with the other bike fitter at the store. And we kind of conversed about it. And then I think we changed your bike. We did. We're
1: yeah. like, well, this really isn't working. And then even um, when I came into the store, we almost, I guess, what you're calling a, like a functional fit. Where it was yes. you and the bike fitter. And, um, again, this is working on the same smaller old bike. Um, really, like, honing in. And, like, one thing I remember was cause it's kind of nice having both of you there because i talked about how when i got to the top of my pedal stroke i felt like i was kind of biking over a mountain like i really had to bring my foot up and like we had like a jimmy neutron brain glass moment where like that's why you can't do the certain pose in yoga yes so, like, that,
0: yes that you really couldn't cool. yeah you could you were telling me for a while before that that you couldn't pull through pull your foot through in um yoga pose and get your leg up. You always had to kind of inch it up, down, up, down. And, that yeah, that was an aha moment. I don't remember the result of that aha moment, but I do remember. <laughs> the result was, let's you a different bike. Like, the result was a different bike, but I'm trying to remember, like, there was a, you know, it's a hamstring. It could be a hamstring hip. It's a hamstring hip flexor in balance. Um Yeah. We talked about that. Okay. So that, yeah, that was a, that was a good aha moment for sure. And then, you know, what's fun about those functional fits is usually more often than not, there's aha moments in those functional fits because really (laughs) between the super acknowledgeable bike fitter and me kind of the body person and learning more about the bike every time, um, there's always kind of a brain moment where we find out this person's body and this per- and this person's bike and then there's a combustible moment where we realize it's either going to work or it's not going to work or what the issue is and what we have to release in order to get it to work and it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so you've got a new bike and then are you, are you, do you have any races on the schedule coming up? I know some are starting to open back up.
1: I do. So I have um,
0: Ironman 70.3 Virginia is on the schedule.
1: Okay. So that's in um, early June.
0: All right. Well, we'll definitely be talking about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really exciting. So I guess, you know, I like to ask all my, all my guests this, was there any... I mean, we did talk about some super aha moments with you, but I guess from your perspective coming into this, as you know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll give it one more try. And honestly, I get a lot of people in my practice where I've become the last resort. (laughs) They've seen, they've seen doctors, they've seen PTs, they've seen, uh, they've seen so many people. And even, you know, I get a lot of people who have gone through multiple fitters um, I, I guess I never really researched this, but I guess I'm the only female fitter in the area right now, um, which I've had a lot of comments about in terms of it's nice to have a female fitter. Um, and in retrospect, even I'm thinking like, yeah, if I had had a female fitter when I started writing, you know, 15, 18 years ago, I might be in a different position on my bike now too. So, (laughs) so I can see, I can see why some people are commenting on that. But, um, did you have any big moment of like a ha moment in terms of working with me or exercises or overall strategy um, about how we look at the body and approach the body between loosening fascia and re educating um, the nervous system, or, which helps educate the body system. Was there anything that kind of stuck out at you? Oh,
1: I'm going to get so greedy with this answer because there were so many things. But one of the biggest things, it's kind of when we first started, and we hinted on this at the beginning, was with the IT band injury, it's the. Um, don't focus on where the traffic jam is, of where the pain mm-hmm. is. Try to find the cause of it. Try to find, like, kind of where that crash and, like, where the problem happened. And that was really kind of, let's not focus on the hip, maybe try the feet out, which really worked for that little piece. But then, furthermore, kind of how connected everything, like, is in the body. And mm-hmm. the sense that one time, like, my hip flexor was really tight. Um, I remember you're kind of, like, digging in there in your
0: bony elbows. and i was, was not like, using oh, my I elbows on your hip flexor. Don't give people the wrong ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that was my I strong fingers. Kind of get you wrong, honey, uh,
1: Yeah, so you're, like, you're digging in there, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, let me try, and you're, like, kind of follow the line up, and you, like, kind of wrap my shoulder, and then you went to my diaphragm and helped,
0: like, release mm. my diaphragm, and then
1: all of a sudden, my hip flexor released. And that was crazy to me. I was like, how did releasing one thing release something else down the
0: chain? And now, you know, (laughs) and now, now you know (laughs) that um, I I do. That's funny. You say that because I've had a lot of people recently say to me, well, you're just not pressing as hard. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm pressing the same. This goes back to my earlier comment in the beginning is I'm just there to to mirror what your body is trying to tell you. So if it hurts when I initially, you know, press on it, the fascia, you know, the, my response to that is your fascia is probably really tight. And then as the fascia releases, you know, it doesn't, the pain, so that's the, that's what the, the brain is interpreting it as, um, the tight fascia is painful. The pain decreases because the fascia actually has decreased the restrictions as well. So yeah, that's a really good, um, that's a really good example. So thanks for sharing that one. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to tell everybody about your experiences. I appreciate it. Of course. Happy to chat.
1: Happy to give updates after my 70.3 Virginia. there will be a lot of hill action in
0: that race. Oh, oh, oh that's exciting. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we'll definitely be chatting about that later. <laughs> And we have, to, we have to tell some of the you know, people at the bike store about that, too. I don't think they know that you're going to do that. I
1: don't know if I want them to know. This is oh. like the first race back in two years.
0: Oh, well, you know what? When they listen to podcasts, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, oh, wait. You sound just like that girl on the podcast. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's so weird. are like, I don't know. I don't know anybody like that. Um, okay, thank you so much. Take care. Of course, good to talk with you. Okay,
1: bye-bye. Bye.